0: Forced Metaphors, presented
1: by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. And happy Thanksgiving to one and all. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I am your host. I am your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, iHeart Radio, Simul Radio, and Simul TV. If you would like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV. And to find out about the programming we have available for you, 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And for the programming, we have on the Exxon TV channel, which is channel number 21 on Simultv, .simultv www.simultv.com. Before we get to my first uh, guest tonight, Exxon Nation, I would just like to let you know that there's a new program that has been added to our programming schedule. Uh, Starting today, Mac Maloney's Military X-Files has joined the uh, Exxon Broadcast Network family, and we're happy to have Mac and his crew along with us. If you'd like to find out more about Mac, his crew, listen to some of the past shows that we've uh, pre-produced, all you need to do is go to www.xzbn.net. Now, my guest this hour, Robin Strom Mackey, has uh, been researching and investigating the paranormal for the better part of a decade. During that time, she has written extensively about ghosts for her blog, The Shore, at DelawareParanormal.org. No, I'm sorry, that's, it's, that was her website. Her blog is DelawareParanormal.blogspot.com. She is the founder and director of Delaware Paranormal Research Group, as well as uh, being a medical professional, mother and wife. Formerly, she was a teacher of English, communications, and broadcasting, and a television journalist for the US Navy. Uh, aside from video, she is also an enthusiastic amateur photographer. Now, she loves anything to do with water, jogging, hiking, biking, drinking Bloody Marys. Hey, 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 girl, after my own heart. And uh, <laughs> getting caught in the rain. She lives in Delaware with her husband, son, uh, Arthur the dog, Miss Scarlet the cat, and a sugar glider named Hiccup. Joining me now is Robin Strom Mackey. And uh, first of all, Robin, thank you very much for your service. Oh, thank you. <laughs> my goodness. Bloody Marys. Well, can I can I substitute the Bloody Marys with pina coladas? Uh,
2: no, they're too sweet.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I'll stick with you uh, <laughs> with Bloody Marys for this hour. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Tell me, how did you get in, in, interested in the paranormal? Where does this deep interest lie?
2: Yeah, I, I get asked that all the time. Mm. Um, I was always interested in the paranormal from a child. On. um You know, I used to swap ghost stories with mm-hmm. my best friend, Heidi. Um, as children, we'd do sleepovers and we'd tell ghost stories until we were so afraid to go to sleep that we would have to go into her parents' bedroom and sleep on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just awful. Um, so, you know, and then as a teenager, it was always the uh, the uh movies the the haunted movies right. you know the fog mm. and um the shining oh my god the shining you know Always. <laughs> but um for me it was always um it was always just imaginary um i had never had a paranormal experience and it was always just it was always just imaginary um i never really thought it was real And then um, I was in my 30s, and uh, my husband and I moved into our first home Mm -hmm. that we bought, and it was an old Victorian in Pennsylvania. I think every house in Pennsylvania is haunted. I'm beginning
1: (laughs) to believe that.
2: Yeah, I am too. (laughs) So, uh, um, And the first night that we had moved into this old Victorian, Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, built before... um, The Civil War, about 1860, 1864, I think it was built. Um, And uh, we uh, were moving in, um, cleaning up the house, you know, uh, wiping everything down and cleaning the carpets and, Mm -hmm. you know, getting everything ready before the furniture moved in. Sure. Uh, We had a two-year-old, and uh, we had put him down. There was a a first-floor bedroom because it was a, a five-bedroom house. It was just huge. <laughs> wow. And so we um, so we had bedded him down um, on the first floor, in the for- first-floor bedroom.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then we had worked late into the night, and um, about midnight, we rolled out our own um, bedrolls and bedded down for the night, and we went to sleep. And, of course, we went straight to sleep because we were exhausted. Sure. <laughs> and um, I think it was about 2 a.m., and um, something awoke me, a sound or someone calling me, or I don't know what it was, but I I woke up, and I opened my eyes, and there was a small child looking at me um, like it was kneeling over me, Mm. and I assumed it was very, very dark, and I assumed it was my my 2-year-old, and the child got up and, like, um, took off down the the hallway towards the bedroom where I had put my son down, and uh, you know I I was <laughs> like, what did I just see? And so I and I started calling my son. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Hey, what are you doing? Because anytime you don't hear from a two year old,
3: you can assume
2: he's yeah he's he's doing nothing good. That's so. right. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm calling him, and I'm not getting any response, and I'm not hearing anything from down the hallway. And so, uh, you know, I'm not thinking anything, you know, out of the ordinary. So I get up, and I go down the hallway to the bedroom where I had put him down for the night. And uh, I walk into the bedroom, and he's found asleep in his sleeping bag where I had put him.
3: Hmm.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that was my very first uh, experience with paranormal and you know i just stood there and i said you know to myself i'm like did i did i actually see that was that real uh, at which time I, at know...
1: which time you went to the kitchen got the Mott's Clamato, got the smirnoff vodka and a little bit of celery <laughs> room,
3: exactly
2: and sat down I, and had know, to
1: contemplate what like, the hell the just happened stuff. right <laughs> yeah, exactly
2: Actually, you know, I think I just went back to bed and and didn't think much of it. Um, But then later, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, when we had um, moved in um, and I was sleeping in my bedroom one morning, it was about 5 o'clock in the morning, and uh, my son was always an early riser when he was younger, especially, and it was about 5 o'clock in the morning, and um, outside my bedroom, there was a large um, area, and um, this was on the second floor. And um, I heard playing, you know, I heard a child playing, right? Um, you know, moving things around and mm-hmm. giggling, and I don't know all what. But it was five o'clock in the morning, and I was not about to get up at that point. And so I said, you know, to my son, I'm like, um, hello, you need to go. Good- you need to go back to bed because I'm tired and I don't. I don't intend to get up at five o'clock in the morning and watch you. And I didn't hear much, much after that. And so, um, so I got up and went out to the to the hallway. Right. And uh, he wasn't there. And I'm like, what did I just hear? <laughs> so I went into his bedroom, and mm. of course, again, he's sound asleep. So it couldn't possibly have been him. So, um, And then much later, actually, uh, my mother reported something very similar, and she never told me at the time, which really irritated me. But she said that we had two, um, two stairways in the house. It was an old Victorian, and we had the, the formal front staircase and then the back staircase, which the servants would have used. And she said that she heard a child playing on the back staircase, and um, she was worried about... My son, because he was very young at the time, being on the back staircase and, you know, possibly falling down it. And so she called out to him, and she didn't get an answer, and so she went to the back staircase, and, of course, there was no one there. <laughs> so
1: Wow. Listen, and, Mr. Robin, you and I have to take our first break. Please stand by. You okay. Know, when, a chi- when a child is quiet, they're up to something. They really are.
2: That's that's for sure. All <laughs> uh,
1: right. Us parents know what we're talking about, especially when it we comes do. to young tots. Robin uh, Strom-Mac is our very special guest this hour, Exxon Nation, and uh, her website is DelawareParanormal.org. And Robin and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. <music> And once again to all our listeners who are celebrating uh, Thanksgiving uh, this date and uh, this weekend, to each and every one of you, happy Thanksgiving and thank you for spending time and sharing your time with us here in the X-Zone. My guest this hour is Robin Strom Mackey. Her website is DelawareParanormal.org. And uh, she also has a blog at DelawareParanormal.blogspot.com. What did you say to your mom after she told you about this child that she heard playing in the back stairs
2: well i actually um i actually asked her why she hadn't told me at the time that she had this i think at that point when she told me um we had actually moved out of the house and um so we had had all these experiences Mm -hmm. and um and she hadn't told me so um I was a little annoyed. I think that um, that she hadn't come forth with the information, but that's kind of my mother. She just kind of blows these things (laughs) off, and then then has these revelations after the fact. Yeah.
1: (laughs) My mom was the same way. She'd say, "Oh, do you think I should have told you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It would have been nice. (laughs) Exactly. So, whatever happened to that little child? Did you ever find out who it was? Or who, whose spirit it was?
2: No, um, it, it seemed to be a, a small child. Uh, I always assumed it was a small male child. Mm-hmm. Um, we had other experiences, nothing as stark as seeing the child or, um, you know, hearing the child outside the the bedroom. But
3: right.
2: um, my son's toys—he had, you know, a bunch of, uh, of electronic toys mm-hmm. like small children do. Um, and they would often go off when he was not in the room. There was one car, um, in particular, one um, like uh, racing car toy that he had that his grandparents, uh, oddly enough, had given him, and it would just rev up yeah. for no reason whatsoever and just go off.
3: Hmm. And
2: I would have to go up to the to the room and and turn it off or take the batteries out. Um, at the time, you know, I wasn't really into the paranormal and I didn't, I didn't connect the two. I just, I just assumed that the batteries were wearing out or something was wrong with the toys. So I'd go up to the bedroom and take the batteries out replace the batteries or turn the the toy off and, and not really think anything of it. So, um.
1: But let me ask you this: When you did get interested in the paranormal, and you started add, you know adding one and one, car goes on by itself, I go up there, there's nobody there, must be the batteries. How did that change your your chain of thought once you started understanding all about the paranormal? Yeah,
2: unfortunately, I was um, we had long since sold the house mm-hmm. and moved out and, yeah I, I understand and
1: I understand that but yeah. but what did did you kind of say oh gosh you know. oh
2: definitely yeah. definitely uh, you know uh, it was it was the, the house itself was long since sold
3: mm-hmm.
2: and the experience is long since passed and um you know and, and once I started as you, as you say putting one plus one together yeah. I started to think oh I wish I had paid more attention and you know possibly done a little bit of research on my own. Sure. I had um I had met a, a ghost hunting um, not group but uh an individual that was with a group at the time.
3: Mm-hmm. We
2: did a, a I actually did a documentary with my um my broadcasting students about the historic um library that was on the campus where where I was teaching. And um we did an interview with the with a gentleman that had come in and done uh paranormal research investigation of the old library, excuse me. Um, you know, and I told him a little bit about my house. I said, you know, I I, I woke up and I saw a small child and, you know, I've had a couple of experiences Mm -hmm. and and he didn't seem all that interested and, and I didn't think I had enough um activity going on to actually call in the group to do an investigation but after I moved down the house I I kind of wish I'd pursued it more I think I think I possibly could have could have had some good gooder, good good inter, interactions but
1: so you know, so, when did you actually start doing paranormal investigations? What was it that you went from a, you know, uh, a mom who just thought there was uh, something strange happening with the cars and the child outside of the out of the bedroom and uh, the child that was up at five o'clock in the morning, to where you actually yeah, yeah, but but what happened to make you start taking this very serious?
2: Well. It, it, as I say, I, I have always had an interest mm-hmm. in the paranormal, you know, as a as a child. On right, um, I, it was an epiphany actually. It was the um, it was the first year that uh, Ghost Hunters <laughs> was on the air, and um, you know, I just I just tuned into the Sci Fi Channel one night and I caught my first episode of Ghost Hunters, and I'm like here are a couple of guys that are plumbers (laughs) for a living (laughs) and they do ghost hunting. And it was, as I say, it was in the epiphany. I'm like, Oh my God, a a person like me could actually do this. And it just bit me and it bit me hard. (laughs) And, um, as a, I, I just I could never give it up. Um, I looked up. I started looking up ghost hunting groups in my area, mm-hmm. and I found one. And I, um, I filled out the application, and then I went to hit send. And, <laughs> and I couldn't quite hit send because I was teaching, and I had a small child at the time, and I, you know I had a house, and right. I had all these responsibilities, and and so I didn't. I didn't hit the send button, and then a couple nights later, I filled out the application all over again. <laughs> and then I went to hit send, and I said, "I can't do this. I've got too many things going on, and I can't do this." <laughs> and so I waited a couple more days, uh-huh. and I filled out the application. I think I filled that thing out like four or five times.
1: Oh, so so you didn't you didn't just take a snapshot of it and put it aside so that you could? Oh, okay.
2: No, no, mm-hmm. I, I went through the whole <laughs> the whole rigmarole over and over and over again, and mm-hmm. finally I hit send, and then I waited, and I didn't hear back, and I waited about a week, and I didn't hear back, and so I think I, I uh, filled out the application again, and I hit send <laughs> again, and I didn't get back, <laughs> and then I emailed the guy, and I didn't hear back, and then I emailed him again, and I said, hey, I'll do a I'll do a paranormal podcast for you and promote your group, Mm -hmm. and I'll do, uh, you know, I just started offering all these, (laughs) because I had the broadcasting and the podcast experience and and all this experience. I said, I'll do anything you want to promote your group, but I need in, you know. And then I I think I emailed him again and again, and finally he... (laughs) He emailed me back, and he's like, okay, enough is enough.
1: <laughs> See, persistence pays off. Persistence pays oh, off. Oh, it
2: does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, and he's like, let's meet. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, he was about 25 years old, and I think I was 40 at the time when I met him. And he was like, he's thinking I'm sure that, you know, here's this old lady, and she wants into my group, and and if I don't let her in, she's going to, you know, explode. <laughs> <laughs> so he let me in and you know, I was every bit as enthusiastic as I had let on and um he eventually left. <laughs> he left the group and oh, no. and left as someone else and you know, it, it kind of imploded and, and that and that's fine, uh, you know. But uh I had had about a year of experience at that point and I'm like, you know, this is enough and I can go out on my own right now and, and start doing my own thing. Sure. So, so I went out and I started blogging mm-hmm. and researching. I've always been, you know, I have a background in English and, um, a scholarly study. And so I started doing my own thing and, uh, I went out and I started reading and researching and writing articles and, um, just getting my feet wet into the theories behind the paranormal and writing about it. And, um, you know, just, it just kind of went on from there. Um, eventually, um, I started my own group and started investigating, started bringing on investigators. Um, uh, and it just is kind of bloomed from there. Um, in 2017, I wrote my first book. You know, I, I decided that enough was enough with the, <laughs> with the belonging mm-hmm. and it was time to put my research and my experience into a book, and so I, I did that. Um, I wrote um, An *Anatomy of a Ghost in 2017. All right, and before then we I get wrote... into the books,
1: we have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Okay. So stand by, okay. Robin. Exclamation, Robin right. Strom Mackey is our very special guest this hour, and if you'd like to uh, find out more about Robin, her group, that is the Delaware Paranormal Research Group. Their website is DelawareParanormal.org. And Robin and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the x from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. The current edition of the X-Chronicles newspaper for the month of November is available at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. And of course, it's with our compliments. The X-Zone, Monday through Friday. 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. back one and all our guest this hour is robin storm i'm a strong, uh, strom mackie and um her website is org. robin before we went to the um news break at the bottom of the hour you just started to talk about the books you've written now your first book is entitled anatomy of a ghost can you tell us a little bit about it absolutely
2: um it's basically um The uh, amalgamation, if you will, of Mm -hmm. 10 years of my um, research into the paranormal, it's about everything doing with ghosts and ghostly phenomena. Um, It covers a wide variety of topics, um, including ghosts, of course, um, course. and all the theories about what ghosts are Mm -hmm. and um, residuals and television haunts. But it also covers uh, out of body experiences, near death experiences, after death experiences, uh, man made ghosts because it turns out you can make your own ghosts, um, <laughs> angels and demons, and of course it includes a lot of um, first hand um, accounts of um, people that have witnesses witnessed ghosts, including myself and uh, other people that I've. Um, interviewed. So it it, it covers a wide variety of of things to do with uh, basically everything (laughs) ghosts.
1: All right. Based on your experience and uh, the people that you've talked to, as well as the investigations that you've gone on, what or how would you describe what a ghost is?
2: Well, as I say, as I say, there mm-hmm. there are a lot of uh, there are a variety of theories about what ghosts are. Um, yeah.
1: but well, what's yours? Because you're the author and you're the one who's out there doing the investigating.
2: Yeah. Good question. <laughs> well, you know, I I would say um, one of the theories is that mm-hmm. a lot of um, ghostly phenomena is residual. In other words, it's uh, pre-recorded into the environment and it just replays at At certain times when um, conditions are correct for that, and um in my experience, obviously um actually, I haven't found that to be true no. I have found that a lot of paranormal experiences um, seem to be intelligent and in, and in at least uh, in part, you know they will um it back what you ask them to or what you say if you say um for example um i love pizza Mm -hmm. you'll get a evp saying i love pizza (laughs) you know it won't be exactly intelligent but it will seem to respond to what you say um and then i've had some um paranormal experiences where it's extremely um intelligent where it it seems to have its own agenda and it will, um, it will respond in in ways that you never anticipated that it will respond. So, um, so you know, I would have to say that um, despite theories to the to the fact that it's not intelligent, I have found that it tends to be intelligent um, at least. Fairly intelligent, um, to the point that it's actually very intelligent. To the to the point where it, you know, it seems to have its own existence, and um, it's not an existence that is um, parallel parallel to yours. You know, it, it's existing on its own and doing its own thing, and it's not. It's not
1: dependent on you whatsoever. So um So how
2: do I, we, don't know
1: if I How do we explain the the existence of a ghost? For example, uh somebody dies. Is this part of the death process where they can either go to wherever wherever it is we go and we're dead or they can remain for one reason or another? And and why do they decide to stick around? Well, yeah.
2: Um, Does this answer for after death? Um, There are theories that um, there are different planes of existence Mm -hmm. and that we might die and leave, for example, a a lower um, stage of our personality behind. For example, the Egyptians talked about um, different planes of existence and um the lower plane was called the Ka and the Ka would um remain with the body. And um they would you know, they would build the um the pyramids and they would put a um they would put a likeness of the dead person in the in the area where the coffin was. Okay. And uh, And the ka was supposed to remain in that area, and you had to feed the ka with um, offerings of food and water, or you know, wine and Mm -hmm. and, uh, bread. And if you didn't feed the ka, then the ka would uh, leave the pyramid or the place where the the, uh, body was interred, and it would go out and it would basically haunt. um, Magical. Uh, magicians um, have a similar uh, theory. They call it the etheric um, plane of existence.
3: Mm -hmm. So,
2: lower, again, a lower plane of existence, um, you know, not our higher beings, not the soul that would go to heaven and be connected with the great, you know, (laughs) connector, but a lower plane of uh, existence um, that would remain around the body and it would um, usually would disintegrate quickly mm-hmm. uh, and when it didn't there was, um, like the Ka, um there was definite problems. Um, there are some theories that this is where vampires come from. It's when bodies were in, um, buried uh, quickly and the etheric body would not disintegrate quickly enough and it would go out like the car and search out um, different food. Um, the car, for example, would go out and if, if it wasn't fed, it would eat um, poop and drink out of nasty puddles and it would just, just eat icky things. And so the etheric body would go out and search out um, basically Human beings to um, eat, not eat in the you know in the manner of eating, sure. but in the matter of sucking the energy out of the the living, and therefore that's where our vampiric um, traditions yeah. come from.
1: Okay, I understand these are all theories, but wh- let's get to the crux of the uh, of the matter. Now you're a former educator, okay. right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What is the scientific um, explanation, if any, for the paranormal.
2: Well, I I think the scientific um, explanation is probably rooted in um, the developments of quantum theory, mm-hmm. um, which I'm I'm studying very carefully because um, quantum theory is is developing and coming up with a lot of theories that. Um, be quite honest, um, support a lot of the um, ideas and uh, theories that we've had in the paranormal for a long time, for example. um,
1: Right, but once again these are uh, all theories. You know the paranormal has been investigated for let's say at least uh, 200 years and yet nothing. Here we are in the year of uh, 2018, highly technologically advanced society And we're no further ahead now when it comes to investigating the paranormal or getting a better understanding of it than we were 200 years ago. How come? I find this a little perplexing.
2: Well, I think, honestly, I think we're Mm -hmm. closer now than we have been in a long time. You know, I think, for one thing, um, we have been in this scientific age for a long time yes. where we have we have dismissed um christianity um and everything to do with uh, the spiritual um, and i think you know this is just my own personal theory mm-hmm. but i think that um the normal person needs the spiritual they need to experience and um, interact with the spiritual they don't just want it doesn't feed the soul to just be enmeshed in the scientific we don't just want to hear about um, you know the electron and the proton and why not <laughs> the, the neutron because it doesn't feed our souls well, l- l- let
1: me ask you this question then we have to go to our, our our break and this will give you a couple of minutes to think about it is it possible okay. that the paranormal is is replacing religion think about that we'll be okay. back on the other side of this yeah. break as we continue here in the x-zone from our broadcast center and studios in hamilton ontario canada robin strom amaki is our special guest and her website is delawareparanormal.org This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour in the X-Zone. Whatever you do, don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Our guest this hour is Robin Strom Mackey. She is with the um, Delaware Paranormal Research Group, and her website is www.delawareparanormal.org. Now before I went to the break, our last break, uh, Robin, I asked you, is it possible that the paranormal is replacing re- organized religion or, or the religious philosophies of, of people? What do you think about that possibility?
2: Um, I think that was the point that I was trying to make, and you said it more aptly than I did, oh. <laughs> actually. I, I, I truly believe that, um, you know, the stark mm-hmm. realities of scientific research doesn't feed people's needs. And so they're searching out different different philosophies mm-hmm. and different ideas, magi- maybe magical ideation um the paranormal has a possibility because um, the starkness of scientific research is doesn't feed doesn't feed their spiritual needs.
1: But so what is I've, more important, reality or spiritual needs?
2: Well, uh, well, we're assuming that the scientific community is reality. Um. And I'm not sure that the scientific community and scientific research is the entirety of reality. Because there's a whole lot of things that go on in the world that cannot be explained by scientific research. Um, And as I I was indicating, um, you know, the whole uh, quantum physics Mm -hmm. research, um, they're getting into things that... um, you know, would have been considered (sighs) craziness, you know, 10 years ago, talking about uh, different dimensions and um, string theory. Yeah, but but I
1: I understand where you're going with this, but once again, it's all theory. It's not been proven to be real. So how can we take anything that is part of the... Uh, quantum theory in any aspect and really look at it seriously could this not be just another idea that has no merit
2: well um, actually they have proven from some, some very interesting things like the the both and Higgs um, photons mm-hmm. um, so, you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a quantum physicist. I'm a I'm an English teacher. Sure. So, but um but they haven't imp- they, they
1: haven't proven that there are multiple dimensions. They haven't proven that there are parallel universes. These are all theories, and it's within these theories that the paranormal lives.
3: True. So, I'm just True. trying to
1: wonder how we give justification to all the attention that the paranormal is getting today from society
2: well yeah and I and I, I agree it's it's not just quantum physics mm-hmm. it's it, it's a need um, in our society for something besides the stark reality of scientific research well,
1: I, I does... just does that mean people within the paranormal community cannot face reality and they, they're seeking something else that will that will give them the the thrill ride experience?
2: Well, I won't say that because mm-hmm. I went into paranormal research to find the truth. Um, and, and what have you, you found? Know, I, I go I go into we go into um uh an investigation and we try to find um realistic explanations for mm-hmm. things and if we can find a realistic explanation for something then we throw out the evidence of Gotcha I I personally went into paranormal research because I wanted to know I wanted to know what the answer was. I I didn't want to take um um Christianity Christianity and spirituality at face value I wanted to find um, evidence to support it I mean okay. just, I just you know I I couldn't accept um certain theories like um, Noah put all the animals into a, a big boat and <laughs> sailed it off um you know or Adam and Eve were the first Two people, and mm-hmm. from from them, all of, all people, you know, um, originated. Just you know, those types of stories, just seem too simplistic for me. And I, I I wanted personally, I wanted answers that would explain those theories. They're they're stories, you know, possibly stories built on some sort of reality, but they're just still children's stories, and so. I went into paranormal research to try to figure out the reality behind these types of things. So I didn't go into it to just accept these things out of hand. I went into it because I wanted to, from a personal standpoint, figure out what was going on behind the scenes. So
1: So after... after 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 getting into the paranormal after getting into paranormal research what what are what findings have you come up with
2: well you know it, it they're, they're and <laughs> sadly they're always ambiguous mm-hmm. but um, I have I have come I have um, had a, a few investigations that had been honestly truly remarkable um, I've gotten some EBPs that were just absolutely mind blowing mm-hmm. you know where there's whole conversations going on in the background um, and uh, the, the personalities are obviously intelligent and they have um, they have an intelligence beyond um, my own and just you know, they seem to have a, a, a an existence that is um, that is different from mine or ours. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, that kind of thing is mind blowing. You know, when you realize that there is something there that you, you can't see and necessarily hear, but is living. If you will, and interacting with its environment, and can see and it can hear you, and it can interact with its environment. Um, it can come. It can go. It can manipulate the environment. It's it's incredible. So.
1: And and how do you prove that? How do you how do how do we unequivocally prove that this has got something to do with the paranormal and nothing to do with what we as humans have not discovered that we ourselves are manipulating?
2: <laughs> you are a devil's advocate, aren't you? <laughs> I'm a
1: broadcaster and I'm a journalist.
2: <laughs> yeah, God bless. <laughs> See, this is why I went into the paranormal. And as I say, it's very often ambiguous, and it's frustratingly ambiguous. But I have had, uh, you know, some Mm -hmm. um, evidence, such as EVPs. uh, For example, um, we did an investigation um, at a house um, in, um, I'll just call it Rehoboth Beach, um, where we got... um, Two uh, EVPs that were honestly, truly, probably the best EVPs that I have gotten in my entire ten years of uh, paranormal research, um, and it was just—it was an entire, basically, they were an entire conversation in and of themselves, and the spirit—it was—it seemed to be a female spirit, it seemed to be having a, a whole conversation. <laughs> In and of herself, mm-hmm. and I couldn't explain it at the time. Um, the, the first one said there was. it started with um, indecipherable whispering, and then she said, in the eye before. And I've never been able to figure out what that meant. But, and then she said, I can't go out again. It's been three months. And then later in the evening, I got another EVP, almost exactly the same. It started again with indecipherable cyclable whispering and then in the eye before and then I can't go out again it's been three months and then she said in Delaware just remarkable because it was in Delaware for one thing Mm -hmm. they were almost exactly the same but just that that one slight turn of phrase in Delaware so she knew where she was she knew for example, that she'd been there for three months. <laughs> um, you know, it was just it was just remarkable. You know uh, what, I hate,
1: I hate to do this, but our time is up for tonight. Uh, Robin, I want to thank you so much for joining us, and I wish you continued success. And explanation, if you'd like to find out more about our guest this hour, Robin Strom Mackey, or if you'd like to visit uh, the website for the Delaware Paranormal Research Group, it is Paranormal. Dot .org that's www.delawareparanormal.org. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. For all the programming we have available for you 24/7 365 on the X Broadcast Network, including Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, visit www.xzbn.net. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Thank you.